Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Life with Behavior Analysis podcast. I'm your host, Miss J, and I hope that you enjoy today's show. Let's dig in and do life together with Behavior Analysis. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Life with Behavior Analysis podcast. Thank you for taking the time out to listen. I don't take it lightly that you chose this podcast today. So as always, please like, subscribe, and share. Um, Your support means everything to me and those of us that are behind the scenes as well to bring you new content every other week um, on the second and fourth Friday, Thursdays, sorry, (laughs) Thursdays of every single month. So on our last episode, we talked about selecting your vision, figuring out what you want your goals for this year to be. And we figured this was a great way to just go ahead and start the series or start this podcast, especially in the new year. It's 2020. This is amazing. And it's great. So we figured this is where we start. We would start with the vision and your steps to starting that vision would be to break it down, define it, evaluate your environment, celebrate the small steps and now we're here at getting her done. We've got, there's no point in having a vision if there's, you're not going to do anything with it. It's just random words that we know will hold no weight until we actually put some work to it. I know for those of us that ascribe to Christianity or read the Bible or just even have heard this several times that faith without works is dead. That means we have the faith all day to get it done. We know this is what we want to accomplish. However, if we don't do anything to accomplish those goals, it's just a dead goal. It's just sitting there. It sounds good. It looks good. And well, it amounts to absolutely nothing. So for this week, like I said, we're going to talk about getting her done. So there's several steps to getting her done that are very important to the goal or vision that you have. So first, we're going to give ourselves a mastery date. We're going to define what our mastery criteria is. We're going to track our goals. And then we're going to give ourselves some grace. And I will explain each of these shortly. So one example that I have studied in getting her done has been looking at the lives of various people that who have done amazing things in their lives, who've changed the world, who've changed the way we do things on a daily basis. And one of the biggest names that I'm sure everyone knows that everyone is is confident in their ability to change the world as they have done several times over is that of Bill Gates. Now, Bill Gates, if you don't know, is one of the founders of Microsoft. And what many may not know is that he started writing software at the age of 13, Now, I don't know many 13-year-olds. Of course, they didn't have Fortnite back then, but I don't know many 13-year-olds who are just so super interested in writing software to the point where all of their free time is spent on this ideal or this, this thing that really doesn't have any weight yet. And I'm pretty sure at 13, he had no absolute clue that what he was learning and teaching himself and delving into was going to be this humongous, massive thing that revolutionized software and um, just 
software <laughs> and electronics in general. So he was often excused from math classes to write programs in basic for General Electric using the teletype model 33. Now I bring up all of this because one, I'm pretty sure he would not have become the multi-billionaire millionaire um, that he is today had he not worked on something every day or every other day or how often he did it to make sure that he's developing this skill, this this goal that he has in mind to write programs. So the first program on the teletype that he wrote was a tic-tac-toe game that could be played against a computer, which kind of goes back to, of course, kids are going to find a way to play with something. Not to say that he was immature or anything like that, but I mean, he was a teenager. I'm pretty sure if I gave my kiddos a free reign to do whatever they could and wanted without uh, money being an issue or timing an issue or school, Fortnite would be that thing. So, or Minecraft or any game of that nature, which I think can help a kiddo if they have those aspirations. But again, it takes, it takes some time to get to that particular point. And Bill Gates put in the work to getting these things done. So Microsoft was finally founded in April 4th, on April 4th of 1975. So he went from 13 and that's around middle school to high school. He he went to college, but he did not finish. And then here comes the brain or the brainchild of all that work that he's put in throughout the years, the, the culmination of or the beginning of the culmination, I should say, of all that he had learned thus far. Now, of course, we know that Microsoft went through various transformations and and there were different things that happened that took it from here, from then to what we have now where almost every computer has a Microsoft Word on it or you can even get Microsoft Word on your phone. So, I mean, it has really, really been this amazing thing that took a lot of hard work on his behalf and those that partnered with him to get that thing done. Now, one thing I do like to tell people or like to say is that if you show me your habits, your rule governed behaviors, I can show you what you value. Think about it. I can show you what you value. At the time as 13 year old Bill Gates, he's writing programs. He's constantly in a lab. He's constantly looking for opportunities to jump on, um, the different programming tools that were available at the time, which were far, few, far in between and were extremely expensive to live out this goal that he was, he, or this value that he had, he valued, um, the ability or the, the skill of writing programs. So when we're getting her done, there are several things that we have to do. As I stated before, one of those things is we have to kind of build our momentum, set, give ourselves a mastery date. When are you going to accomplish your goal? Are you going to do it today, tomorrow? You've got to get yourself started somewhere, right? Right. So we already broke down your goals into short-term and long-term goals. Okay, you have them, but when are they going to be done? When do you want to have those things accomplished? And as I said in the previous uh, podcast episode, our very first episode, I'm so excited. Yay! <laughs> um, as I said in our previous episode, you want to make sure that when you break your long-term goal down, you want to break down, 
break it down into smaller doable bits, but you also want to make sure they're realistic. So if you want to say lose, say 30 pounds in six months, that's great. But to say I'm going to lose 30 pounds in two months, well, I mean, it could be done, but eh, would it be the healthiest? I don't know. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a doctor. So we'll go with that. But if you say, you know what, if I want to lose, say, 30 pounds in six months, and that means I have to lose a pound and a half every week for the next six months, then that's a short-term goal that's building your momentum. Because once that first pound and a half is lost, here comes the other pound and a half. And then you get you get better at it and you get more motivated to do what it is that you have set aside to do, such as if you wanted to work out more. And you said, I'm just going to work out um, twice a week for 15 minutes. Well, that's a great goal to do for the next two weeks. But once you build that momentum and you start feeling good and you start seeing the changes in your body, well, now we can move on to the next short-term goal of say working out for 30 minutes, three times a week. So all in that to say is that we want to give ourselves a mastery date. When do we want to have this goal accomplished or at least the first steps of your goal accomplished. Say for instance, you want to write a book. Well, let's say we're going to write one page every night for a week. Okay, great. We've met that goal for this week. Now we can say we're going to write a page and a half for the next two weeks and set a date to that or have our book done or completed by August of this year. Whenever you're listening to this podcast, it could be August of this year, August of next year, August of in the next two years, but have a goal with a mastery date. And I mean, an exact date, like November 7th, 2020, I want my book written and published. That is a goal that gives you an, or at least a mastery date rather, that will tell you or give you a guideline of how to best make your short-term goals. If you want your book to be 75 pages by November 7th of 2020, well, how many pages will you need to write, say starting today, to get to that number by November? You've got to set a mastery date. And once you set your mastery date, then we're looking at what is your criteria for mastery? Again, let's go back to writing our book, for example. If I'm gonna write one page per day for the next four weeks, well, what's my criteria? Is that four pages of one topic, four pages of one chapter, four pages of just whatever comes to mind? Is What does that mean to have a criteria? What do you want to do within that mastery time period that you've set for yourself? Or even if you're working out, and I kind of, I'm going to keep going back to working out because it's kind of what I like to do. So sorry, guys. <laughs> but if you say that you want to work out three times a week for the next two weeks and then bump it up after that second week, well, what's your mastery criteria? Will you have to go to the gym all three times before you move up your your to your next criteria? Or will it be two out of three times, two and a half out of three times, one and a half out of three times? What will be that criteria that will let you know, okay, I've reached this particular short-term goal. I'm ready for the next one. You've got to set that criteria for yourself. Or even saying you want to lose 50 pounds in six months. This means that you would have to lose two pounds per week, which is your criteria, your mastery criteria for the next six months to achieve that goal. Or if you want to 
put a thousand dollars in your savings account by March. Well, this will mean you'll have to put $167, which is your mastery criteria out of every paycheck or every your paycheck every two weeks. Now, once you hit that, say 167 out of every out of your paycheck every two weeks, you might want to bump it up to $200, depending on what you're looking to do or how you want to alter and adjust your mastery criteria. So next, you so first we have our mastery date. When do we want to accomplish this particular vision or goal? And then we have our mastery criteria. What will it mean for us to have mastered our short-term goals and our long-term goals, of course? Then we're gonna track it. So when you track it, we're just basically writing it down, kind of if you're a graphing nerd as I am, you're graphing it, seeing your trends, seeing Are you on track to get things done in the time that you have um, allotted for yourself or that you've set for yourself? And if not, do you need to make any adjustments or changes? It all depends. So by the grace of amazing technology at our fingertips, tracking our goals have become easier than probably ever before. There's a tracking app for how you eat, for working out, for your moods, for certain disorders, there's a tracking uh, device, for how often you're on your your phone or how much you're consuming content online. There's tons of apps for everything. So tracking your progress gives you the insight to determine how well you're doing, the progress you're making towards your goals, as well as gives you an idea of any adjustments need to be made in order to reach your long-term goal. I hope that makes sense. You want to make sure that in everything that you're tracking down exactly what you're doing, how you're doing, and if you are on your way to that mastery criteria that you've set for yourself. Next, we're going to give ourselves some grace. Now, I know this doesn't sound like... I don't know, super behavior analytic or, or whatever. (laughs) It doesn't sound like it is something that you would think someone would mention when we're saying, Hey, get her done, get your goals accomplished. But when trying anything new or attempting to improve any area of your life, it's important to give yourself grace or a courteous goodwill. More times than not, When we miss the mark, mess up, or fail at something we have set out to do, we become our own worst critic, our own worst bully, and we beat ourselves up without giving giving ourselves any room for growth, to backtrack, to hop back on the wagon, to just reevaluate. So this discouragement leads to the end of many of our goals, our hopes, our visions, our dreams, because we are so hard on ourselves for not being essentially perfect and hitting the mark each and every time. So when I say give yourself grace, I'm saying don't beat yourself down while you continue forward towards your long-term goal. You may need to just take a step back and reevaluate the goal itself. Am I pushing too hard? Am I allotting time to myself to take breaks? Am I allotting time to do some outside things while I'm reaching or trying to reach my goal. For instance, if you want to build your own business, some of you may, but most of us trying to build our own business may not have the ability to wake up tomorrow, quit our jobs and say, you know what, I'm doing it and this will sustain my household. No, not 
necessarily, not in every instance, but say you're building your building a business and you get your first sale, and your second sale, and your third sale, and your fourth sale, and things are just going and going and going, and all of a sudden you hit a slump. Well, are you going to shut down your business because you hit a slump or because a marketing strategy didn't work or because someone swindled you who said that they would help you build your business? No, we don't. We keep pushing. We give ourselves grace to learn from our mistakes or to learn from whatever the issue may have been. And we jump right back on the on the wagon, pushing those sales, pushing our information, pushing our website so that we can get out there. We can make sure that we're still achieving those goals that we have for our business, for our lives, for our personal health. As I mentioned in the last um, podcast, Zig Ziglar has six different um, goal setting areas of life that each of us should seriously take, consider and take, in, uh, take into account when setting those goals. However, if you want to know what they are, go back to the first episode and you will find out there. But it's still, you have to give yourself grace because we won't get it right each and every time. You won't hit the mark each and every time, but that does not mean beat yourself up or give up. Our quote of this episode is by Norman Mailer. Every moment of one's existence, one is growing into more or retreating into less. Every single moment, which are you deciding to do? Are you going to thrive and grow into more or retreat into something less? Thank you for listening to the Live with Behavior Analysis podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share. Also, Make sure you check out our website for more content. See you next time. Bye!